This is ESPN New Hampshire, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. I met a man, he was a good man, sailing and shoring, dancing the bit I can down, making the foreign, ah oh, yeah. Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy here live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord, New Hampshire, 8 Loudon Road. I want to thank uh, Irina and Lauren for coming on and talking to us about this wonderful establishment they have here. Like I said, great place, tons of beer, tons of TVs, and of course, amazing wings. Want to check out their draft beer specials for the month of December 349 Bud, Bud Light Talls, 499 Goose Island IPAs. And, of course, it's happy hour right now, so come on down. If you're in the area, you're listening to us, uh, get your butts over here and uh, park yourself at the bar. Say hello. Say hello to the bartender, Trisha. Tip her well and uh, enjoy. And uh, right now, though, I'd say there's no enjoy in being a Patriots fan uh, or the Patriots offense as things are going to change drastically with the news coming down today that Gronk is done. He is uh, going to surgery for a ruptured disc in his back. And our next guest, Bill Burt, the Lawrence Eagle Tribune, uh, wrote a good column yesterday talking about how the rash of injuries uh, that Gronk has suffered are starting to call his career into question and whether he will be able to really live out his prime uh, with all the surgeries he's had and the injuries he's had. And I think, as I've said earlier in the show, and I want to get Bill's take on it too, I wonder how much longer he's a Patriot and simply based on how this injury was announced. And it's not been the first time, but it was definitely and clearly run through his family to Vic Carucci, who's good friends with the family, in fact, neighbors of the Gronkowskis. So it's no doubt where he got his uh, scoop here. And on to talk with us about that and all things Patriots right now is Bill Burt of the Lawrence Eagle Tribune. Bill, how you doing? Good, good. You know, it's funny. The story I wrote was more in line with um, 
it, it wasn't so much. I, you know, it's hard to criticize the guy the way he plays. You know, uh, right. the injury. How does he get injured? Well, he gets injured because he plays. That's how he plays the game. He takes contact. He, he goes over the middle. He usually needs two or three guys to tackle him. Um, you know, he's got. You know, you could say he's gotten worn down. But then again, you know, when he returned from his hamstring injury and started to get 100, percent which was about the time Brady got back. He's had four of the best games of his career before he got hurt against Seattle. So, you know, it's, it's difficult to call into question. Uh, it's difficult to, to criticize the guy. What, what's happening is, though, and I, I think this, this, this falls on us, the way he left the field in New York, and I was down in New Jersey, you know, he was walking gingerly on, with his own, on his own accord with about five doctors and trainers around him. Um, and he never returned. That that was surprising. So, uh, and in retrospect, we had the back issue. Now we're hearing about a disc issue that was also suffered in the Seattle game when he had the lung issue. So he had really two injuries that game. Uh, the disc injury, which is the issue he's being dealt with now, the back surgery. Um, you know, there is word that he could. You know, it could be long term, but it also could be literally eight weeks seven or eight weeks, which means, whoa, he would be ready for that game in October if the Patriots made it that far. Uh, the Patriots, though, record, they've never won an AFC championship since Bronx has been there without Bronx. So, um, and I think it's pretty well known that Brady is the best quarterback that ever lived when Gronk's in the lineup. And uh, the stats prove it. When he's out, uh, it hasn't been as good. I will say so. I uh, it's going to be very, very interesting what happens here. Um, you know, we talked about, we, I've been on here, we were on here a couple of weeks ago, J.B. Collins' uh, trade for a draft pick. Well, the bigger trade for a draft pick might be A.J. Derby to Denver, which I never really understood helping out Denver. I would help out probably mm-hmm. any other team in the AFC. Denver mm-hmm. would be probably last on the list. And now A.J.'s playing for Denver. He's helping. I mean, not, not that he's great, but he's, had a nice game on Monday night, and another game they lost, or Sunday night, sorry. Um, so that's going to be an issue. And uh, Martellus Bennett is not 100%. He hasn't been 100%, honestly, for most of the year, which is why I think his production probably is a little less than we probably expected it would be. So uh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, the Patriots love running a two-tight uh, end set. They like to, and they run the ball a lot with the two-tight end set because both of them are good blocks. So this is going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, as far as you know, where, what's Strong's future? I don't know. I, I don't know. I will say it's not so much the family thing, which I know is probably not appreciated, but the money issue. And uh, that's probably part of what's happened here with the Gronk. They're looking out for their, uh, you know, he's the gold. He's, the, uh, he's got, uh, he's worth a lot. He only made $2.5 million this year. He's being paid by the Patriots. Now, he's got, he got signing bonus. It was guaranteed. But the big years of this contract are the, last two years. Next year, he's supposed to make about $4.5 million, then it's 8 and $9 million. and guess what? Those years aren't guaranteed. So, he's very unhappy with his contract, and he's been careful about it. So, there's a lot of extenuating circumstances with this, and now he's injured, and now they don't have Gronk, which is really what the fans care about. Well, you know, I agree with a lot of that, but one thing I will say, Bill, is uh, what is the Patriots record in a Super Bowl with Gronk in there, and what is it without? Well, they lost. They lost the game against the Giants, and he was hurt. You know, he really twisted it badly against uh, against Baltimore, and literally didn't practice for nine days, ten days leading up. To I the know, Super Bowl. 
But they can and, win without him. Well, no, they can. And look, here's the, here's the other thing. They're running the ball right now better than they have in the last five or six years. And I want to say running it with consistency. I'll say yes. Deion Lewis, he's back. He adds an element that they haven't had. Uh, and he looks like he is ready to, to be a major force. Like, he's that. And, uh, you know, he, Kevin Fox is the guy. He's just third and 11. He somehow can catch the ball from two yards and, and get nine or ten yards weaving. Exactly. He's, he's yep. special. Okay, so that's going for them. But you got to remember, there's other issues here. Defensively, and that's where Gronk comes in. Because I'll say this again, the best defensive player in the Patriots is Tom Brady. He, he outscores defenses. So that's, that's their best defense. Now, with right. Gronk here, that hurts Brady a little bit. I mean, it, 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 it does. Of course it does. Uh, Gronk, of course it does. Gronk, the winning percentage of the Patriots, I think it's but, 79% with Brock in the lineup. It's, uh, and that's yeah, incredible. So now, Brady's winning percentage is 77%. Very good. But a good chunk of that, I think a good chunk of the success has been with Brock. And look, I'm not saying it's over. I'm just saying they have a lot of work to do. And luckily, it's, uh, it's not a strong schedule. It is an interesting one. Baltimore is going to be interesting. That's never easy. And then Denver. Mm-hmm. In Denver, never easy. In fact, I'll say they, you know, that's going to be probably the toughest team they play the rest of the way. Yeah, we were just talking about that in the last segment. They never win in Denver, and we know that's going to be a tough one. But, you know, I, I just look at it right now. I, I totally agree. I mean, it's always going to be tougher without Gronk, but if there's a team that can adapt, it is the Patriots. You made a good point, though, about A.J. Derby and, and how that all of a sudden is haunting them right now because, as you just mentioned, Bennett's playing hurt, but now... With you, what you said about the running game, you know who's your blocking tight end now? Are you right. going to use an injured an injured Bennett to block? You know, well, so the, that that the that, that hurts. End, yeah, the second tight end is Matt Lentil. You know, he played right, six snaps in and I don't know how good he is at blocking. Do you? I mean, I'm not sure. No, he's, he's, he's here. I'll just say he's lousy. He's just a lousy player. Yeah. He's been in a practice squad for two years uh, on the yeah. Cincinnati Bengals practice squad. He's, when I say lousy, I know nothing about him. And decent, you know, he is, he's more of a blocking guy. Um, mm-hmm. But Bennett's now key, you know, and getting him healthy. And uh, and he is he is not Gronk, but he's he's got his own set of uh, special skills. Uh, very elusive, uh, more elusive than bowling people over. Um, but he's very he's I don't want to say fragile, but he's, he walks very gingerly all the time. He's been doing it. I thought it was the summer when he was done in a, you know, camp. But that's the way he is. Um, it looks like he's been hurt really bad. He comes back soon afterwards. So I, you know, I don't know what to say about that. But okay, they do have someone. Like a year ago, it was Gronk. Now it's it's going to have to be Bennett. And let's just say Bennett's seventy-five percent, eighty percent of Gronk. That's better than nothing, and it's better than what they've had in the past when Gronk has been. You're right, and, and you know the one thing too I'd say about this. Uh, all of a sudden, I think Bennett's uh, contract demands can go up a little, too, with the <laughs> question marks around Gronk's health. It just shows you how much more valuable he can be to the Patriots now. The one, I, before we move on from Gronk and we'll look into this game coming up, um, I don't know what your take is, but, you know, you know I covered the Bruins. And, and one of the reasons, and it's, it's actually coming to the forefront again in Calgary, one of the reasons that Dougie Hamilton was moved out of uh, Boston was the interference of his parents. His parents literally called Peter Chiarelli on a weekly basis complaining about his playing time. Uh, And it got to the point where Chiarelli came into the dressing room and he did not say Hamilton's name, but everyone knew who it was. 
and he, he said, enough is enough. You know, this isn't peewee hockey. I don't need to hear from your parents or your brothers and your sisters about your playing time. If you have something, come say it to me yourself. And that also lost, uh, I think Hamilton lost a lot of respect from his teammates there as well. By no means do I think Gronk is going to lose any respect from his teammates. But I'll tell you what, the, the way that this news was broken and the way we've seen in, in the past where they've kind of butted heads with, with Belichick and Patriots ownership in terms of how Gronk is handled, it does not bode well for the future of Gronk in New England. And you also had Gronk sort of making, taking some jabs about his contract sort of under the radar on Twitter over the summer. Right. That, to me, is the big picture here right now, and that's what worries me because it's very clear where Vic Carucci got this story from. I mean, he has right. a history with the Gronkowski family. He lives right there. It's clear it came from them, and, and they continue to sort of overstep the Patriots' way of handling things, and I, I think that's going to really hurt them down the road. It's going to hurt negotiations. It could. But I will say, you know, he agreed to the contract. We thought it was a great contract when he signed it. But in retrospect, very little money guaranteed. He got a good chunk of everything up front. And now he's in the middle. He's literally making $2.5 million this year. That's the only money the Patriots are giving him. And they're, they're ticked off about it. And then next year's only, and I, I say this only, uh, for anyone out there that's working a real job, I apologize, only making $4.5 million or $4.25, whatever it is, which when you compare what he should be making technically, you know, and I'm, I forget the beginning of the contract, it's at the end of the contract, which isn't even guaranteed, eight and nine million, and they're looking at it, and I don't blame them per se. And Gronk can get away with it, just like Belichick can get away with the way he does things because he wins. Well, guess what? So can Gronk. I don't fault Gronk uh, totally here. Um, I, I, I don't I fault Gronk. I fault his parents. I think his parents should just stay out of it. Well, I mean, it's I, all I just... part. It's they're part of the machine, and he's got a little marketing. He's always done things on his own. He's always had his own marketing company. He's been looking for, I mean, you know, the parties, the videos. You know, I think what's happened is, yeah. you know, people see him on commercials all the time, and then another injury, and that's where all this criticism came. And my point in the yeah. column, which I wrote yesterday, was, welcome to the club, bro. You know, you want to, you know, you're going to go on TV. You want to do all the fun stuff. You want to exactly. do, exactly. You know, he's literally on. I see his commercials two or three times a day. So it's, What's happened is that's sort of, I think, affecting the way people are going, come on, Brock, stay on the damn field. But that's the way he plays. Uh, I can't fault him. As far as what the future, interesting. You know, is he, what, what, you know, is he, is he worth a second or, or first-round pick if they traded him at the end of this year if he didn't play? Is someone going to risk that? Probably. But he's worth more to the Patriots than just a, a first-round pick, 18th overall, where you're going to get some decent defensive player. Um, I just think his value is, he's, again, he's, he's proven his value. He is special. He is the best tight end that has ever lived. He can play. He can block as well as he can catch. And he's a matchup nightmare because of his size, his wingspan, and he's got very soft hands. He doesn't drop off. He just doesn't drop off. Yeah. So this is, a, yeah. this is a tough subject. Belichick, normally this is the guy Belichick gets rid of. Uh, <laughs> he's not stupid. No, he's not, and I think people are underestimating Belichick a little in his intelligence and, and how he feels about the subject. But let's let's get into the game coming up. Uh, the L.A. Rams, I mean, everyone's expecting the steamroll the yeah. Rams, but we all know that's why they play the game on the field. Mentally, when a team goes into a game after getting news like this, how much could it affect the Patriots? 
Uh, it's not so much the Patriots. But how, how much will it affect uh, the Rams? And, you know, are the Rams going to come mm-hmm. in and say, look, we put some pressure on Brady. We can, we can win this game. Uh, the only thing is you get a rookie quarterback who looks like he might be pretty good. You know, it looks well, you know, right. the way they, the way he was treated, it looked, you know, early on, wasn't even given a chance uh, playing Billy, Bob, whoever. Uh, next thing you know, uh, you know, they look like they might be a pretty good team to start. But they get a, here's what they can do. They can rush the passer. Uh, they can disrupt. You now, they had a very bad game last weekend, um, you know, 40-something points in uh, New Orleans, which is, Sort of normal, you know, 30-plus in New Orleans. But they look like they're giving up. That's, the, that's where I think it, it goes back to the Patriots. Coming across the country, um, they're going to need two or three turnovers early in the game. They're going to need to really bother Brady. And that's what it is. Brady, you got to hit Brady. It's not just get in the way. you got to hit Brady. And it's, people say, you yep. have someone in front of him. No, you got to hit him. If you hit him, all of a sudden, it, what he does is, and this is what, you know, if there is, uh, a criticism is he sometimes feels pressure when it's not there. That only happens against good defense. And right now, this is not a good defense. But I, I think the Patriots have so many good things going for them. This is not a team that should be able to come in and even bother them. But, you know, look, let's go back to the Patriots have some problems. One of them is Steven Gostkowski. Um, that's a problem. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't try a 50, I, like I said, I would have tried the 54-yard field goal uh, in New Jersey last weekend. Because what I, I think they needed, they got to get him back on board. And him making a field goal like that and winning the game against the Jets, I think, would have been big for his confidence. Conf- so what they yep. did was fourth and four. They went for it. They made it. They ended up getting the touchdown. Great pass to Hogan and then the score. But uh, he's a problem. And uh, it's, it's been a problem all season. It was a little bit of a problem at the end of last season. Uh, I don't think he ever has gotten over the – the extra point missed against Denver in Denver. Um, you know, he blamed the whole year basically for, you know, not going to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. He took the blame and he took it hard. Great guy. I really like him. I'm rooting for him. He's that kind of guy. But um, that's an issue right now. So they do have some issues. Um, still can't really get after the quarterback. I don't, I don't know if they're really choosing to, but they're making mediocre quarterbacks look pretty good, which is what they did last week. And, and, you know, going forward, you got these injuries. Uh, we know Brady's nursing injury. We know Bennett's banged up. It, they go down right now. Oakland doesn't seem to be letting up. It looks like they were finally going to uh, lose one last week and finally collapse a bit and come back to earth, but they didn't. They held in, and Derek Carr had a really tough performance there, gritted out that injury. Uh, they're for real, and, they, and they, can, they can get that home advantage. Does Belichick... How does Belichick weigh the injuries versus home advantage right now? We know what he did last year where he chose getting healthier was more important. And, in, you know, you could argue that came back to haunt them because they had to go into Denver. How does he weigh that now? Yeah, I think he learned his lesson. It wasn't just that game. It was the Philly game. It was the Jet game in overtime. Not except, you know, The Miami game? The, yeah, the Miami game at the end. But the Jet game, people forget that one. They lost that in overtime. Well, the Patriots won the toss. And they, accept, yeah. they, get, they kick the ball, just scored a touchdown, game over. The rule is, in overtime, you do not, you do not defer. You, you take the ball. Now, they did it once in, in Foxborough, remember, when Denver came to town. But the wet, it was really windy. The weather was horrible. And, um, um, and Peyton Manning was struggling that game, at least the second half he did. And the Patriots made a great right. decision, and they, they have winning the game. But that was sort of uh, – I didn't like that move. And then they go to Miami – and same thing happened in Miami. They sort of said, you know what, 
we'll win this wherever. Because I thought they were good enough to win in Denver. And in retrospect, and especially with uh, Peyton Manning, you know, a C quarterback. Uh, but you know what? And I keep saying it. Don't. Everyone says offense, offense, offense. It's still the defense. The Patriots still, when you look at their big losses over the last 10 years, have come against the Giants, have come against the Jets, have come against Baltimore Ravens. These are teams, Seattle, who can defend who can defend and have a quarterback that can make plays. And that's really how you beat the Patriots. You, you keep them in the teens, low 20s, and you have a quarterback that can make a few plays against their defense. So uh, it's not happening this week. The Patriots are going to – I think they're going to come out. Uh, this is going to be sort of an, an energy game. Let's prove everyone. But, you know, let's prove everyone that we're great without Gronk. Well, this doesn't really matter because they don't really need Gronk. If Bennett's out or not, you know, anywhere near 100%, could make it a little interesting, but I just think there's still too many weapons on the on the Patriots side. And you know, we didn't bring up Malcolm Mitchell. He's another positive. And I, I put him up with Deion Lewis. I think he's really coming into his own being a, to being a good receiver. I'm not saying he's great. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever be great. But you know, he's a weapon. I mean, I will say he had opportunities for four touchdowns. He got two of them. He did drop. Yeah, he's got playmaking. But yeah, I like it. He's, and that's what he was in, at Georgia. So uh, they do have a lot going their way especially on offense. Um, Deion Lewis is great, and uh, um, I, I think that's, that's one of the most exciting things that's happened this offense. Well, we shall see, my friend. Always a pleasure, Bill. We appreciate you coming on. No problem. Stay in touch. I'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Bill Bird of Lawrence Eagle Tribune joining us here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We are live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 8 Loudon Road in Concord, New Hampshire, right off the highway. Come on down and see us. Great beer specials going. It's happy hour right now, but even after happy hour ends, you can get Bud Bud Light Talls for $3.49 and Goose Island IPA Pints for $4.99. So come on down, get ready for the Bruins game, watch some Thursday night football. We'll be here and say hello to us. Talk to you soon. Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN New Hampshire. You can win tickets for the big Monday night game against Baltimore just by watching the Pats take on the L.A. Rams with ESPN New Hampshire and Bud Light. This is Pete Terrier inviting you to join me and Lindsay the Bud Light girl for an ESPN New Hampshire Patriots viewing party at the Halligan Tavern in downtown Derry. We'll have lots of prizes and giveaways and someone watching the Pats and Rams with us at the Halligan Tavern on Sunday will win a pair of tickets to the next New England home game on Monday night, December 12th. The Halligan Tavern, 32 West Broadway or Route 102 in downtown Derry. 
the money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. Let your search for Mazda and Subaru dealers begin and end with North End Subaru Mazda. Only 20 miles from Nashua, North End Mazda in Lunenburg has the best deals in the area. With Mazda 3s and Subaru Forester, both leaders in their class, and a giant pre-owned inventory. To look at their weekly specials, give them a call at 888-805-1469 today. They're just a click away at buynorthendmazda.com. All right, guys, huddle up. Coach's car battery died and he's running behind. And since I haven't been paying attention, I have no idea what plays we run or what most of your names are, for that matter. So what I'll do is I'm going to pop this antacid tablet. I'll fall down. I'll fake a heart attack. And then you guys act shocked and concerned and stuff. And hopefully that'll buy me enough time for the coach to get here. All right, team on three. Make sure you'll be there. Get a car battery test today. Find a location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. If a disaster ever struck your home or business, would you know who to call? Make Peniel Environmental your first choice in disaster restoration. Peniel provides comprehensive fire, water, mold, and asbestos remediation services and are family-owned and operated. They clean up and restore every square inch of damage so that it's better than new once they are finished. Plus, Peniel works with all insurance companies and provides the industry's best warranty. For a free consultation, please call 885-317-8236 or visit PenielENV.com. Do you feel like you've been benched or sent down to the minors? Are you paying the correct amount of child support? Let a team of experts help you out. That team is Bardis Law. There is nothing more important in your life than your kids. You wouldn't cut corners for them? Don't cut corners on your legal representation. Don't show up without your starters. Going to court without an attorney is like playing without a coach and without a playbook. Let Bardis Law get you back in the huddle so we can call the play. Call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and recently at the mall, I wheeled past a woman who was offering people a little tray full of food samples, barbecued pieces of chicken on toothpicks. She said to me, may I offer you one? And she held it up, at which point I directed my friend to take it and put it in my mouth. (gasps) Immediately, the woman apologized profusely, saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not realize you were, I I mean, I, I didn't know you couldn't use your hands. She was horrified. But I told her, don't worry, it's okay. 
I said, next time, if you want to offer a sample and you see the person has a disability, just say, do you need any assistance? Well, this lady was so grateful, so thankful I had given her useful language should it happen again in the future. And from disabilitycampaign.org, I hope that this little lesson provides you with useful language too. It's always good to ask if someone needs assistance. at 10 right here on ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on the ESPN New Hampshire radio app. Flash wants the screen from Andre. Nice dish in front, John Bourgeon, 6.99 pistons. Thomas tried to bounce it to Horford. Taken away, Andre to KCP for the Tomahawk! Alright, let's do it. And welcome back to the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host here, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord, New Hampshire. On 8 Loudon Road, just off the highway. Come on down. Starting to pack up here. It's happy hour. People rolling out of work. Got some Boston Bruins hockey on later as they take on the Carolina Hurricanes. And, of course, Thursday night football with the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. So come enjoy some great and tasty wings and great service here at Buffalo Wild Wings. 8 Loudon Road in Concord, New Hampshire. And that song you heard coming in, of course, is the uh, song of my alma mater, UMass, the UMass Minutemen. And our next guest was a assistant coach out in Amherst, Mass. Uh, and he now resides back up in Montreal. He is a Peter Yiannopoulos of TSN and RDS and many other publications. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Jimmy. I'm doing fantastic. How is the Buffalo Wings? Oh, my God. Delicious. I got this. They have this Parmesan garlic sauce uh, on the wings and then I got honey barbecue um, it's it's delicious my friend uh, th- this place it definitely lives up to its reputation and uh, they've got TVs everywhere so it's uh, it's a cool place yeah you will you know hours away off the border and then come and join <laughs> it's not it's not far it's right where the um, if you're coming down 89 from Mont- you know from Quebec uh, you, you come down 89 and right as you make that crossover in onto 93 Instead of going down 93 south, you stay on 89 a little, go up a little north, and it's right there. It's literally right off the highway. I never even knew it was here until we did this. And I was like, wow, I make this ride to Montreal all the time. I'm going to have to make a pit stop here sometime. We'll we'll do it soon for sure. Yeah, and we still got to do Antonio's as well. But uh, my friend, uh, before we get into the basketball, uh, I know that your your city is going a little soccer crazy right now. I know the impact loss last night. Now, are they still... uh, they still alive there in the MLS playoffs? Yeah, no. Unfortunately, uh, we were eliminated last night in the uh, second leg versus oh. the Toronto FC. Uh, I was at the first leg uh, at the Olympic Stadium, uh, and one thousand people uh, there. We won three to two, uh, but last night uh, lost three to two in regulation and went into overtime. And Toronto got two goals, so they advanced seven to five on aggregate. But uh, Montreal, soccer's alive here. Uh, it was incredible run uh, for the impact. Fortunately, we lose to our bitter, sweet rivals uh, up to 4-1 in uh, Toronto. 
Yeah, I hear you. There is a great rivalry in any sport you play them. But uh, let's talk a little basketball right now, and we'll get closer to home for our listeners here. And the Celtics dropped one to the Detroit Pistons last night, and we had our our own ESPN NH. Uh, Celtics pregame host, he does a show down here, his name is Jeff Hickman, he was on with me last night before the game, and you know, you're looking at that game, there's no game that any team should win, but it was a very winnable game for the Boston Celtics, especially on home court, uh, and yet they come out, done this plenty of times against teams that on paper they should they can beat, uh, and they just seem to have this lack of emotion, and uh, one of their players after the game last night, after the loss to the Pistons, Jay Crowder, is calling them out saying we got to be nastier out there, and I completely agree with him. And, you know, we had this conversation, I think, the last time we spoke, is, uh, you know, there were a lot of high hopes for the Celtics around, not only in Boston, but around the NBA. And one of the things that I think attracted people to this team, not just in Boston but around the NBA, was their heart and their their work ethic. And uh, we're not seeing that right now. Is that kind of the way people are seeing it on the outside? Well, a little bit, and, and you look at last night's game, and you're right. You know, when the Pistons are coming in, they've been struggling this year. Uh, the Celtics on paper have looked pretty good heading into the season and playing without Jay Crowder, playing without Al Horford for a significant amount of time with his concussion. Now everybody's coming back, and it seems like they're starting to gel. And last night was a game where would you have liked to see a little bit more of a sense of urgency, uh, more determination, more energy. Uh, but it wasn't quite there, and credit to the Pistons. I mean, they put up 121 points, so Brad Stevens and his staff are not really happy about the defensive effort, but like a lot of the players said post-game, it was just they kept hitting shot after shot after shot, and, you know, you look at the box score and you look at Detroit, and I was watching that game a little bit, uh, all their starters were in double digits, and that doesn't happen often in the NBA, and when it does, it's usually going to lead to a win. Uh, but the Celtics played well. I mean, Thomas was just out there game with 27 points. Bradley was did what he did on both ends. I think that Al Horford, you know, he could have done a little bit better with only nine points. But I think this was more of the Pistons coming out and shooting lights out. And I think that the Celtics uh, came in last night and did what Detroit was going to bring uh, on a compete level and especially shooting from the field goal percentage. So. Uh, Boston's been playing well, and as I mentioned earlier, they're getting everybody back, and once they do, they're going to be tough to beat, but they got to get that consistency, no question. For sure. Uh, one guy who has been consistent, both with the injuries and even as people as, as his teammates have come back, is Isaiah Thomas. And, I mean, this guy is having an amazing season, a lot of comparisons being thrown around to one uh, Allen Iverson lately, and uh, Iverson himself has been texting Thomas saying, keep up the great work, don't get discouraged if the team loses. Uh, what is the, the more league-wide perception of Isaiah Thomas right now? Is he an early season MVP candidate? Well, again, you know, when you're the last pick of the draft, uh, 60th overall, uh, there's not a lot of expectations, and probably your name's being mentioned in the wrong way, right? But Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas has fought through this adversity. Uh, he's a resilient player, and if you if you stand next to him, uh, he's not that tall. Uh, and for him to be able to attack the basket and finish with authority and taking the contact, taking the pounding, it's incredible. And I, and I like the comparisons to Iverson, who I absolutely love when he played for Georgetown and obviously with the Sixers. Uh, they played every possession, him and Iverson, like it was their last. And, and for him... Mm-hmm average 27 points a game and the field goal percentage that's high and he doesn't take really bad shots 
Uh, he, he runs through the offense. He's playing with the utmost confidence. Uh, and, and on a national perspective, he's a little bit underrated because I think this is the golden era when we're talking about point guards with Kyrie Irving, Seth Curry, Westbrook, Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Michael Conley Jr. with that max contract. I mean, the list goes on. But Isaiah Thomas Bain is starting to be with one of those those top point guards in the NBA. And I think that Boston, if they go a little bit of a run here in the playoffs, definitely deserves that national recognition. He is going to be an all-star this year. There's no question about it for Boston. But if he continues the way he is, he deserves some MVP consideration. But uh, And he's an underrated defender too, Jimmy. I mean, this guy plays both ways, plays it the right way. Uh, and I think that, you know, people keep talking about the Celtics with their draft picks. They've drafted some guards, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier. They still have the next, next year, and it's going to be top-heavy at the point guard position. Uh, but, I mean, this franchise is all about Isaiah Thomas as far as I'm concerned, uh, and it couldn't happen to uh, a more complete player, a player that understands his role and is thriving under the pressure of playing in Boston. You mentioned the draft picks they have there, and because of that, the Celtics are always going to be mentioned in trade rumors, and they continue to be linked to DeMarcus Cousins. Is this a case where there's smoke, there's fire, or is this just the general, usual, you know, trade rumors circulating around and people tossing names around? Yeah, no, you look at DeMarcus Cousins, and those rumors will not leave. Uh, I mean, it's very dysfunctional uh, with the organization in Sacramento. Uh, they have gone on record, and Vladi Divac is running the basketball operation side that they're going to keep to Marcus Cousins. But, uh, you know, he's not happy. He's going to be a free agent in a couple of years. Uh, the rumors now is that he wants to play with his with his buddy John Wall, uh, who plays for the Wizards, Eric Bledsoe, who plays for Phoenix. So I think between those three are saying that hey, every single uh, one of them should come and play in their hometown that they're playing right now. So Cousins wants them to come to Sacramento. But if you look at uh, the leverage that Danny Ainge has, and he has those assets. And when you look at a you know a top pick that Brooklyn is going to give up, uh, the point guards that are that are there this year in the draft are unbelievable. Uh, some saying they're going to be impact players. Dennis Smith out of North Carolina State is just outstanding. Another underrated guy. Um, there's so many of them that's going to be interesting. What the Celtics decide to do with that pick, but if they want to uh, consolidate it. Um, with another team to potentially bring in a DeMarcus Cousins. I think that Danny Ainge wants that superstar player uh, to join the Celtics. Uh, if Cousins is available, and Ainge is going to do his best to acquire him. Um, it's going to be difficult with the salary cap right now to make it work, but Cousins is just outstanding the way he's playing. Now they're going to be playing Friday night, so I'm sure the rumors are going to be uh, heightened the next couple of days. But uh, right now the Celtics have a deep roster. Uh, is it a roster that could compete for a championship? I don't th- think so at this present moment. But I think when you look at the Eastern Conference, you got Cleveland and then you got Toronto, you got Boston. Chicago's playing really well as of late. Atlanta, I think that the Celtics realistically have a legitimate chance to make an Eastern Conference final. But if Danny Ainge could pull the trigger and bring in a Cousins or another significant player, he's going to try and do that. All right, my friend, it sounds good. Hey, I'm uh, I'm likely headed to Amherst on Saturday to take in a game out there, so I will uh, I will think of you when I'm eating the Antonio's Pizza, my friend. Oh, man, have a double from me. They're so good, and uh, I promise you we're going to head up there and watch a game together. Uh, we're going to hang out on Antonio's for a little bit and maybe head up to Buffalo Wild Woods and pit stop on my way there. You got to get Marinara to come down too, all right? 
He will never say no to any food, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, thanks, Pete. Love you, buddy. You have a good one, all right? All right, that's Pete Yiannopoulos of TSN and RDS joining us here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We are live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord, New Hampshire, 8 Loudon Road. Come on down. Happy hour still going right now, but even when that ends, they've got some great deals. They have 349 Bud Bud Light Talls and also 499 Pints of Goose Island IPA. And, of course, their amazing wings and food and wonderful service from their staff here. So come on down, watch the Bruins, watch some Thursday night football. It's a hopping place now. People are starting to pour in. And we, speaking of football, are going to make our picks in the next segment here in the Stretch Run. So stay with us. We'll be back. For the best local high school sports coverage, period. Keep it here on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. We are live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 8 Loudon Road in Concord, New Hampshire. And it's starting to fill up here, definitely on the bar side. And more and more people as uh, people pour out of work and come on over here. They've got some Boston Bruins versus Carolina Hurricanes hockey on. We will discuss that game and all things Bruins in our next segment with Joe McDonald of ESPN.com. And we will look into what the Bruins need to continue to do without Zidane Char on defense and how they recover from kind of a woeful defensive performance in Philly the other night. But uh, we are going to do football picks right now, as Sully and I do every week. And, well, Sully came back with a good week. Yes, sir. <laughs> yep, but uh, you know what? We were, let's see, you finished off at 8-7. and seven. And I was seven and eight, so Pretty you are even. now. Yeah, you're uh, so eight and seven. You're a six. You're sixty-eight and sixty-seven, and I was above five hundred. So, yep, I am. Uh, I think you're one 50, game below. I'm fifty-six and fifty-seven. Yeah. So yeah. I gotta, I gotta make a little comeback here, but at least I'm still hanging there. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still in the mix here as we enter week thirteen. Of the NFL, Sully, and uh, let's get right to it. We got the Thursday night battle tonight. One of our rare, great matchups on Thursday night football. Yep, the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. The Vikings are home dogs by three points. Who do you have? I got the boys. I'm riding the boys. I'm going to ride them until they prove that they they can't continue. And I think that Mario nailed it. There's a lot of pressure, and there was a lot of pressure on last Thursday, too. And they played pretty well. So... I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with the boys right now. All right, all right, my friend. I'm gonna go the other way. I'm with Mario. I like the uh, the Vikings. Their season's on the line. It's do or die. 
I'm going to take them getting the three points. Still could lose a game, but I think it's going to be a nail-biter. Might even be a, we might be seeing a push in this one like we did last yeah. week in one of the games. I can't remember which it was, but there was a push last week. Uh, let's move along here to Sunday. Uh, the Denver Broncos, uh, fresh off a disappointing loss at home to the Kansas City Chiefs. Looking in on the playoff picture from the outside in. They are not in the playoffs as of now. They go to Jacksonville where they are three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Woeful Jaguars. Who do you like? Uh, Denver. I'm on, the, I'm on the donkeys because Jacksonville is just that bad. I don't, I don't know where they're going. I don't know where they're heading. I don't know what direction they have, but it's not good. So I'm going to go with the, the donkeys uh, minus the three-and-a-half there. All right. I am going the other way. I am taking the Jaguars. I, I'm just going to wish the Broncos away from the playoffs <laughs> for the Patriots. Uh, so uh, here's to the Jaguars pulling the upset at home there. Let's go to Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons, uh, fresh off dismantling the overrated Arizona Cardinals, as we discussed with Mario. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Kansas City Chiefs, who, like we said, are coming off a huge win on Sunday Night Football at their rival Denver last week. Uh, who do you like in this? I have KC. I'm going with Kansas City here. You know what? I am with you, my friend. I like the Chiefs plus the four and a half. Uh, this is another one where maybe I think they cover, but maybe not win. Yeah, Sam, uh, that's exactly what I'm taking. The Chiefs plus four and a half at Atlanta. Let's continue. The Houston Texans head into Lambeau Field to face the Green Bay Packers, who finally got off the schneid last week on Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers had probably his best game of the year. Uh him and the Packers are seven-point favorites against the Houston Texans. Who do you like in this? Uh, I'm with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers' tent, whatever he had to do, take care of there. I'm going with the Packers. I think that Aaron Rodgers has shown that he's been good this year. You know, we, we bash him a lot in the show, but he is, his numbers have been good. His team he's has just it. A jerk. He's just and a, he's jer a jerk. Yeah, he's yeah. a jerk, and his team has it. And I think yep. that last week we talked about on the show earlier, he showed that he can lead, and I, I think that continues this week. Houston's not that good. I'm with you on this. I, Houston's just a joke. They're another team that was completely overrated coming into the season. Brock Osweiler might go down as one of the worst <laughs> signings in a long time. Denver got uh, that one right. Yeah, luckily for the Texans, it's only uh, two more years. But uh, let's go to Cincinnati where the Bungles are minus one favorites against the visiting Eagles. Who are you liking in this one? Uh, I'm taking the Bungles. I'm taking the Bungles, uh, home team, and I think they have a better quarterback. That's it. That's the only reason. Okay, I'm going to go... The Eagles plus one. You've got the Bungles. Uh, and that is how I write them in our picks, too. The, <laughs> the Bungles. Bungles. <laughs> minus one. Uh, let's continue in the one o'clock games. This is one that Mario and I discussed earlier. The Detroit Lions, surprising Detroit Lions. The comeback kids are six-point underdogs at the Superdome against the Saints. Who are you liking? Does not matter. Give me the Saints. They're a high-powered offense. It's really going to be a shootout. And I just think that New Orleans at home, will outlast Detroit in a shootout. I really think it's going to be one of those ridiculous 45-42 type games, and I think New Orleans will... But, but So you're yeah, going to get six points? Yes, I, I, I gave you a wrong score there, but I think it's going to be a ridiculously high score game, and New Orleans, okay. will, New Orleans will outlast them. I don't think... I'm with you. I don't think, I think it's going to be. Them. I think it's going to be a shootout as well, but I, I take the visiting Lions here, making yeah. a last-minute comeback. 
We shall see. Matthew Stafford has been the man for them. Uh, let's stay in the 1 o'clock games here. San Francisco is in Soldier Field to take on the Chicago Bears in a game that nobody cares about. Uh, the Chicago <laughs> Bears are minus 1.5 favorites over the 49ers. Who do you like? Uh, give me the 49ers. Like you said, no one cares. I really don't care. I'm just picking the 49ers. I, I care less I'm about this game. I'm with you, too. I mean, say what you want about Colin Kaepernick and all he's done he's off played the well. field. He's playing really well lately, so I'm with you on that. I'll take the 49ers plus one and a half at Soldier Field against the Bears. Uh, let's go to New England, Gillette Stadium, where the New England Patriots will begin life without Gronkowski <sighs> for the rest of the season. Uh, the Patriots are 13-point favorites over the Rams. Is that too much? Uh, yes, it is. I'm going with the Rams, um, and here's why. I don't. I'm not high on this defense right now. I don't believe that they can really shut teams down. Yes, the points aren't there usually, but the Rams have enough, you know, enough playmakers, the Todd Gurley, Kenny Britton, you name it, and I think Jared Goff's good enough to get them the ball, and they'll, they'll score some points, even if it is a backdoor cover, if it's a late-game cover. I think they'll get within the 13 points. Okay, now you realize the scores in the last two times that Belichick has coached against Jeff Fisher. Yes, they've Jeff been ridiculous. Fisher, who does not know who he's playing against. All right, yes. it's fifty-nine to nothing and forty-four <laughs> to seven. Yes, I'm still going okay. with them. I'm taking a risk. All right, I'm go. I, I'm, ta- I'm I'm laying the points here. I don't like doing it, but I like it against the Rams. Patriots minus thirteen for me. Uh, let's go one more one o'clock game on the docket here. The Miami Dolphins, another game we discussed earlier with Mario, head into Baltimore to face the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are three-point favorites. Who do you like? It's a pretty good game here. I'm going with Miami. I think Miami's, you know, they, they, they're not impressive. You know, they've, they're on a roll here. I don't think it's an impressive win if it's a late game winning at the 49ers, but I think they're taking the momentum here, and I think Miami will take this one. Okay, I'm going to go the other way. I like the Ravens to break the streak here. I'll do the minus three with the Ravens. Let's go into the 4 o'clock game. The Buffalo Bills head out to Oakland to take on the powerful Raiders. Who do you like here? Uh, I have Oakland. Oakland just rolling right now, and I think it continues. And by the way, Oakland is minus three. I'm with you on this one. I think they demolished the Bills in this game. Raiders minus three. I think it'll be a lot more than that. Uh, Let's continue the team that you have been riding lately and they have delivered for you the tampa bay buccaneers head to my second team there to san diego (laughs) to take on the chargers the chargers are minus three and a half point i'm our minus three and a half point favorites over the buccaneers in this who do you like Uh, i like the super chargers here i'm going with san diego uh their offense is fourth in total offense and fifth in passing offense i think they're just gonna outscore them Okay, I am uh, ironically going the other way. <laughs> I am I because, because I'm not playing the song. The infamous, I'm not jinxing them. I'm not playing the song. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is because of the infamous hook that I am going the other way. That half point there. I see a field goal game in this. I see the Buccaneers losing by three, but I will take that half point. I take the Buccaneers plus three and a half versus your Chargers minus three and a half. Uh, but I think it's going to be a heck of a game between these two teams. They're they're both fun to watch. They both can move the ball, and the Buccaneers suddenly are showing they have a defense as well. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Let's continue here in the 4 o'clock games. The Redskins, another game we discussed with Mario, are in Arizona to take on the Cardinals. They are 2.5-point underdogs 
uh, in Arizona. Who do you like? Yeah, why are they two and a half point underdogs? Can, can, can we can we quit it with the Arizona Cardinals? Are we done with the Arizona Cardinals? I, I'm so done with it. I guess it's because of David Johnson. No. I don't know. I think it's maybe David Johnson. Why, give me the skins. Washington. This is a no-brainer I'm with you. I, yeah, I'm taking the skins as well, plus two and a half. Uh, and you'll take them as well. I like the skins. I think they could be a team that makes some noise in the playoffs and surprise people. Of course, people. yeah. I'm I think if you. they face the if they face the Cowboys again, I think they might beat them. Uh, let's look at the next four o'clock game here before we get to the Sunday night football. The New York Football Giants head into Heinz Field to take on the Steelers. The Giants are on a roll right now too. Besides the Dolphins, they are the hottest team in football. Uh, besides the Raiders, the Cowboys, obviously. Um, the Giants are six-point underdogs in Pittsburgh. What is up with that? Who do you like? I like Pittsburgh. I'm going with Pittsburgh by a touchdown here. I think really? that I think that Antonio Brown has another one of those ridiculous kind of games. Two touchdowns, Big Ben. I'll take them. Give me the Steelers. Okay, I'm going the other way. I like the Giants plus the points, plus the six points. Now we go into Sunday night football as we hear the music there in the background. The Carolina Panthers are at the Seattle Seahawks, where the Seahawks are seven-point favorites. Who are you liking? Give me Carolina. I think that Seattle last week showed me that they have some issues, too. They still have some issues against the Bucks there. I like Carolina. I like Cam Newton to go in there and take care of business. Okay, I'm going the other way. Seahawks, we're going the other way in a I, lot of these. I so love this. Could be some, I love yeah, that we're going the other way here. There could be some distance. Yep. I'll take the Seahawks minus seven. You've got the Panthers. Uh, minus, I mean, excuse me, plus seven. And then we go to Monday Night Football in another game that I think nobody could care about. I could I care hope there's better less. TV on a Monday. Oh, this God. This is disgusting. This it's is a terrible. Monday, night football. Monday, Monday Night became Thursday night this week as oh, the Indianapolis Colts go into MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Jets. The Jets are one-and-a-half-point dogs at just, MetLife. Oh, Who do you like? Uh, I'm going with Andy. I just think better quarterback. That's it. That's the only reason I'm going with Indy. I think they have a better quarterback. Andrew Luck returns this week from what I'm reading, so I think they'll take this one. I'm with you on that. I'll take the Colts. Minus one and a half. Horrible and there we game, have it, though. my friend. Horrible game. There's going to be some separation between us and this one. Uh, a lot of games we're going the opposite way on, so I like it. We will see. We might not need that tiebreaker at the end. We will find uh, out pretty soon. Yeah, we will, my friend. So looking good. Uh, we are now going to switch gears in the next segment. Two hours down here, one to go on the stretch run. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 8 Loudon Road in Concord, New Hampshire. A lot of people pouring in here. They'll have the Bruins game against the Hurricanes on, on the big screen right here, and we will preview that game next with Joe McDonald of ESPN.com, so stay with us. I've made a life out of reading people's faces Knowing what their cards were by the way they held their eyes. And if you don't mind my saying...